0: Yo, what up, Psych Athletes? It's Parker here, and we just had an awesome interview with Jonas Deichmann. He's an extreme athlete, he's an adventurer, and he actually holds multiple, multiple world records um, for some crazy shit. Um, He's actually circumnavigating the entire world right now, and he's in Istanbul, Um, so luckily we got a hold of him uh, on his journey really. So guys, make sure you stay in- all the way until the end. We have awesome insights with that with th- basically just such an extreme athlete with a mindset that is above and beyond a- anything that you can really believe, okay? And we try to break that down in this interview. So beforehand, guys, make sure if you ever struggling with any sort of sports anxiety any sorts of nerves struggling with self-worth struggling with confidence issues guys that is really uh correlating to your on-field performance in sports and in your competitions and uh, your performances and whatnot so we have an awesome anxiety checklist below with some of the key tools to really uh release some of these anxieties release these nerves in order to play at your peak potential in your sport all right guys so that link's in the description as well as jonas's instagram so make sure you follow him and yeah let's get into the interview
1: do that but in, in english it's uh, jonas well how do you in, uh, yeah
0: jonas so, so where are you base we're in southern california
1: oh nice nice yeah it's so like orange county i, I hope I, I, I get there next year oh okay you're coming here well, it's part of my of my triathlon when i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i cycle to the pacific now um. and then i i say from uh, across was Pacific to San Francisco. And then I, I run across the US to, uh, to New York. Wow. Holy, yeah, I was reading about
2: that. Did you do that already? Is that like a your future? Because I know you have this like big, you said your 2020 plan is gonna be even more crazy than anything you've done in the past. New yeah,
1: exactly. It's wildland uh, right around the world that I'm, I'm doing at the moment.
3: Oh my gosh, dude, you're insane what makes you what makes you able to every night that you're just driving or biking for the matter and you're just you're just biking and you're in the middle of because we were just watching your pan america one your uh, youtube video and it was just you're in montana and there's nothing around you absolutely nothing i can't imagine just biking there and just being like god i have so long to go i don't know how i'm gonna keep going how do you actually like you know keep your foot on the pedal
1: I mean, first of all, of course, you, you, you have to, to do it for the right reasons. And uh, for me, the, the main motivation is I wake up every morning in my tent and, and I know today I'm going to, to see something new. I'm uh, going to experience something I've, I've never experienced before and uh, that every day. So it keeps, it stays being exciting and it's, it's never boring. And uh, from the motivational perspective, of course, I mean, one of the most important things, is, apart from being positive, is that you, you break down big things in, in small ones. So you don't think like, oh, it's like, uh, there's nothing around here in Montana and it, it's a headwind and it's horrible and it's like still like 18,000 K to go to, to Argentina. That's like really dem- demotivating. So, so what I think is like, yeah, it's just two hours and the, there's the guest stations where they get a coffee and, uh, and, and the chocolate bar and, and then life looks looks better, you know, and uh, that's how you, how you keep going.
0: Yeah, so really the main reason we even started the podcast was because we saw so many people out there, especially when it comes to sports and, you know, kids in general, high school to the collegiate level. We always saw coaches and we always saw people telling people to like, you know, the sport, as an athlete, everything you do is 50% mental and, you know, 50% physical or whatever, or 80% mental. And we kind of found that they said that, but they never gave us the tools to kind of back that statement up. And so, um, as you know, the athlete that you are and all the things that you've accomplished, and then moving over to the motivational side, what was it that kind of um, inspired you to do the motivational side?
1: For me, it's it's actually even more. For me, it's like 90% uh, the mindset and, and 10% the body. And uh, the longer and harder it gets, um, the more it is, um, is a matter of the mindset. And what, what really uh, motivates me in the in that perspective is that you can always go on. I mean, um, it's I've seen so many people that have been at, at a very low point and they gave up. And I've been at like during the Pan America or in the Sahara desert and other places. I have really like been like in, in situations where where it doesn't really look right, and and you just overcome it, and and things improve, and you get stronger from it. And uh, that's something I, I really like because if you have that attitude that that failing is not an option, then uh, yeah, you may sometimes not be the fastest on one day but but you can always continue
2: i feel like for you too it's like it literally is not an option for you to stop because you're out there on your own right you don't have like if you get caught up in in some crazy hailstorm and the next city is like 60 kilometers away you can't call anybody up right like you're you are you on your own out
1: there Exactly. I mean, uh, a nice example. Last year, I was I was uh, during my Cape to Cape uh, world record, I was crossing crossing the Sahara Desert on a very empty, uh, lonely road. It was uh, one thousand six hundred kilometers, uh, no phone connection or anything, and um, like the next village is sometimes like three hundred k away. So it's like, I mean, I had a food poisoning, and it was it was like absolutely horrible. <laughs> Yeah. But you can only continue because you cannot call anyone and and get a helicopter and fly out. It's it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not possible. <laughs> the only option is is you make it or you die. And um, yeah, so you make it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't die. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun trip.
2: That's a great analogy for life, right? <laughs> Yeah, you make it going or through you die. Hard. hey man, you, you make it or, or you
0: are you <laughs> Yeah. So is that is that the only thing really going through your mind? Like do you think you've tried to train your thoughts to control your thoughts to not have those other outside negative, you know, I might die right now. You don't have those same influences coming in, and so you're just kind of calm, you're not overthinking anything.
1: Well I I never think like in that situation that you that you you die now. I mean you you analyze that, that before, of course you and I, I mean, if now I'm heading to Siberia, and I know that if I make a mistake, then then I die in Siberia in winter. But it's not what I what I what I think. What I think is always uh, very positive. And uh, with when you have done like crazy stuff and you 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 made it and you got out of it, um, then that makes it stronger because the next time you are in a, in a super challenging situation, you can you can think. Yeah, man, that that time I I struggled with the headwinds uh, in Montana or some other place. It was pretty tough, and I made it. So so this one is not tough. So you you kind of learn from your experience, and 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 every time you don't give up, you you get a bit stronger.
2: I just want to know, like, growing up to have this mindset of uh, just keep on pushing. You know, I'm gonna cross Pan America that's not a mindset a lot of people can hold. So like growing up, what were your, your parents like? Did you have older siblings that were always like pushing you and, and making you to be the best? How did you get this mindset early on in your life?
1: Yeah, I, come, I mean, I come from a family of, of adventurers kind of. So my, my grand, granddad, um, he already like was one of the first to sail around the world uh, alone. And uh, my granddad, granddad was a snakehead hunter in Africa. So he yeah. also like lived a quite uh, wild and adventurous life. And I mean, all my childhood, I was in the mountains with my dad and my brother and my brother was very competitive. So we were like like pushing each other all the time. It's like when we are cycling at every, like the village sign or every hill that was like a, like a sprint. So yeah it's kind of like I queer I up also that you that you push yourself especially with my, my partner.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's like because <clears throat> we always talk about um, people that have this like special factor about them they have this special like motivating factor and that's what drives them and that's the, those are the people that that make a difference that actually you know perform get to where they want to be the people that have this inherently, like positive and, and motivated mindset. Do you think like you're special in any respect or do you think that you, like anyone could do what you could do?
1: I, I don't think I'm, I'm special in the terms of the mindset. It's something you can learn to some degree. The important thing is you, you just really, really want, have to want it because it's, it's super tough and um i mean it's it's always um, people are looking for excuses and uh, to want to get back into their comfort zone but uh, they are not on the limit so it's something like yeah there are techniques to uh, to learn uh, pushing on like breaking down big goals and small ones that we talked about but it's something like you have to want it with with everything you have and and be able to to sacrifice to really do it because it's easy to say in practice but um, yeah when you are like out in the Sahara desert and you have you have no water or you are shivering and um, in the heads in the, in the headwinds and it's cold. I mean, then uh, we see if you if you really want it, or if you have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, most of the, of the time, it's it's an excuse. Um, your your body is already in. Most people are already looking for a way out once they are not even close to a limit.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Are you? Do you, you talk about comfort zone? Are you ever actually in your comfort zone? Like ever? Like right now, or when you're biking? Do you do you feel like you you, you can find comfort in these situations, or you think you're always like exploring new you know paths or getting out of, getting out of your box and
1: um, i like first of all I, I really love being out of my comfort zone because it's it challenges me but uh, by now i mean i have done some pretty crazy stuff the past three years so my comfort zone is is pretty big <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: you have to you have to like become uncomfortable you have to yeah. do the uncomfortable to become comfortable ever
3: yeah,
1: yeah so, so so like if i'm now like like camping somewhere in a, in a snowstorm i'm not out of my comfort zone this is something i have been in before and everything uh, so it's okay but i mean I, I i hope when i get to siberia maybe there's also a bear in the snowstorm or something like that <laughs> something, something yeah. exciting yeah. this time come on it's
3: getting to more outside
1: of my comfort zone and that's exciting you know yeah <laughs>
3: All right, there's a bear attacking my tent now. All right, now we can get yeah, I know, on, like can can get right. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: you're <laughs> out here. You're out there <laughs> paying people. You're people to let <laughs> bears go
1: <laughs> at your campsite. Well, Just, last month, I, I swam uh, the Croatian coast uh, as uh, first uh, discipline of my trial and around the world. So it was a four hundred and sixty kilometer swim, uh, also unsupported. So there was no no boat. I had a raft that I was uh, pulling along. Wow. and oh my there i was way out of my comfort zone in some situations because i mean in, in cycling and running i've seen almost everything but um in swimming what what really scares me is when you are like on the on the open sea like you are like 3k from the shore, shore and it's getting dark and you are like um oh. and you were uh, sleeping you were I- sleeping I- out there on that I- raft too
2: right so pardon were you sleeping out there on the raft in between your swims when you're taking a break or did you just
1: a straight it's shot it's a small left you cannot sleep on it but it's like just as it so at, at night i should swim to shore and the next day i continued Ah, oh my gosh. but I, I had a lot of situations where i was way out of my comfort zone like like being in the night in the ocean or when one of those uh, like big uh, big big commercial uh, ships comes because oh, no, uh, fucking, yeah. like, like super dangerous and it's just, just like i'm on land i'm more in comfort
2: yeah dude you're, you're talking about ships right now the only thing that's going through my mind and i was like sharks yeah i'm like <laughs> I sh-
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah but but sharks are not um in that sense i'm very rational and um i know people are, are always afraid about sharks but they are like less than 10 deadly shark attacks yeah, here, take- in, the, in the world in the world so mm-hmm. Your risk of being struck by lightning is actually much higher than than a shark attack, um, exactly. unless you are in Australia or some place like that. But yeah, that I mean, it's like when you are swimming the first time on a on a big ocean crossing, like a big uh, bay crossing, and you don't see anything below you, just water. It's a strange feeling, but it's um, why we because we were raised like this. But um, there is not really any danger by sharks or anything.
0: Yeah how how uh what was the temperature of the water when you were doing that swim
1: it started pretty warm with around 20 degrees but I swam for like 54 days and in the end it got down to like maybe 16 or 17 uh, Celsius wow. what is that like 45 thanks so. for Fahrenheit we're it's trying called, to do our. We're you know, trying to do our.
3: It's called the, <laughs> our
2: calculation.
3: Yeah,
2: everybody. Everybody's listening now. Like, I think kilometers. We I mean, for us American people, like you divide in half and then you add a little bit too. That's what I do.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's kind of weird when you said you were talking about. It's dark. It's getting dark. I'm like 100 kilometers offshore. Can't see how clo- how much closer I'm getting, and and you're swimming in the dark, and I just can't help but think like that's almost how, you feel in life and in in your specific sports sometimes so I'm like when I was playing because I played college baseball and that's probably that's a really good way to describe how you feel when you when you don't know how far you are and and you kind of feel like hopeless but you keep pushing on anyway I feel like that's something a lot of athletes can relate to that's like something that happens I know that happened to me I don't know if it happened to you guys just like,
0: like just feeling like that feeling that it seems like you described it's like you are locked in you are in the zone, mm-hmm. what do you think it is that you did that kind of, because your mind has to go to a different place, right? It, it has to go to a completely yes. different zone. What do you think that you've done in order to be able to put yourselves in those types of situations and have that mind, you know, turn on to the super brain or whatever it can handle?
1: You mean how, I'm, how I
0: handle it when I'm in this kind of situation? Maybe beforehand, what? even to prepare
1: for that kind of thing so what i did in, in training is um because it's all about um you have to always continue that's what you train basically whatever it is so like a few times a year i put my my bike on the home trainer and i put it in front of a white right wall and then no music no television or anything i just stay on the wall and i cycle until my my alarm rings after 10 hours wow so this is like uh, and i don't look at the alarm on this it's just like you don't know how long it is to go but i know in after 10 hours it rings and this is like the in my opinion the ultimate uh, mental training
2: i like that so you know that right there yeah right? That's, so like that <laughs> that's that's its own
3: form of type like meditation essentially yeah, it really it's like is. you just release everything. it sounds like Buddhism too you just you just like let go let go of all indulgences mm-hmm. and you just press on and you can probably find like a different sort of appreciation for everything for what you do in those moments you know it just takes away all the noise and I kind of fucking love that that's pretty cool yeah do you have any type
0: of you know like meditation practice or anything
1: you, you go for that then um, <laughs> I, I, I don't meditate on the bike. Um, or running, it's it's more that I I mostly think about the future, actually, about the, the the things that are that are lying ahead, the challenges and everything. And it's always positive in my mind. So so when I think about crossing Siberia in winter, which is on my route, it uh, probably sounds horrible, but um, for me actually not. I mean, I of course I know that it's, it I will be pretty cold sometimes. But I've, I think like, man, it will be a hell of an adventure. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. And that's always how, how I think. I, I think about the next challenge when, when I'm like struggling.
0: Yeah. Did you ever used to be negative and ever used to kind of dread doing it? And, and then you did like some type of mental exercise in order to start changing your brain, thinking more positively? Or do you think you've kind of always really thought positively throughout your life?
1: I mean, it's, of course, there are some moments where where you have some negative thoughts, but it's something during my adventures that almost never comes. It's, I simply believe I make it. And and that's kind of the biggest secret to it. Yeah, it's like you have self-worth,
2: you have self-belief in yourself. That's kind of the thing I noticed about you too when I was like actually watching the video. I don't think I ever heard you say one time that this sucks or you know this is not fun every single time you were you were in some hailstorm you know rain in front of your face you're going into a headwind and the it would the scene would cut and you'd be going to bed at the end of the night and you still would have that positive attitude and you would never say you know this sucks and i think that's really important for a lot of people too because we we talk about um speaking things into existence and i really think Having that positive mindset and, and being able to look at the, the big picture and not get down on yourself and say, This sucks. You know, I hate this. Has a big part of why you're able to just keep on going. Because so once you start that negative self talk, I personally believe it's all downhill from there. Yeah.
1: And there's something uh, very important also about that. And uh, this is um, the hard moments are the best memories. I mean, you will not you will not remember this uh, wonderful su- uh, run in the sunshine or the cycling with a tailwind in the flat. Uh, you won't remember it. You will remember the the hard moments. And uh, after a few days have passed, then it's good moments. I mean, uh, I think back about like times like where I was like really struggling because it was like a hailstorm or something like that. I mean that if I think about it now, it was a hell of an adventure. And um, I mean, this is what, what matters, oh? When you when you're old, you wanna, wanna have some, some great memories of life and, and you have lived it uh, to the utmost. So uh, push yourself a bit and, and always remember it's, that hard moments are, are good memories.
0: Yeah. That kind of also reinforces in your mind that like, man, I've done hard shit already. And then being able to, you know, use that in your future as well.
2: Yeah, that's a great way to, like, frame it, especially to young athletes, too. Being able to tell them that, hey, man, like, I know this practice sucks and you guys are really tired, but, like, just look, this is probably going to be your most favorite practice and you guys are going to go off a couple of days later. You guys are going to get with your teammates and you guys are all going to bond over how shitty that
3: practice was. But you guys all got through it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of making
3: right? me have a little bit of a – realization right now I'm just thinking <laughs> back on the last like four years of my life and it's it's hard you don't because it's been kind of easy I have not really gotten out of my comfort zone like outside of like sports and whatnot so then it's like I don't remember as much it, it kind of like makes sense to me but what I do remember is hard things I've done I, I remember the hardest like strenuous physical thing that's close to so what you've done is I hiked Saddleback Mountain for seven hours. And I just me remember being in that mountain.
2: Is this supposed to take that long?
3: <laughs> yeah. It takes seven <laughs> hours. I just remember being on the side of the mountain. Just thinking I just it. love how you're comparing yeah. that. I know. Yeah. And this is this is nothing to the scale of what Jonas has done. Like, I'm not saying it is, but this is probably the, the hardest thing that might come close. And it, it like I remember that whole trip really vividly. And it just makes, it makes sense. Like, and then when I think about, go back and think about that moment now, it's just gratitude and it's just accomplishment. It's like, yeah, I fucking did that. Even though it was hard. It was so hard doing that. I remember Chase was like straggling behind cramping and he's like chicken his water and, we, and we're going up. And I just remember it was like one of the best times in the last four years. And I can't remember a lot of things that are like that. Some things that are hard that I conquered. You know, and I feel like we have to look for that stuff. Yeah. Like we have to make our life hard sometimes if we feel that we're not pushing ourselves, you know, man, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, do you think the harder that your trip gets, the more you're going to remember it? Do you think that's like something you look forward to? Or do you want to like a nice little bike stroll and, and, in, in, in Montana, or do you live for those moments? Kind of, cause I feel like that's no, what I have is- to do
1: i don't live for the for the nice moments i mean it's it it somehow has to be tough also i like it
3: Uh
1: and a very nice example is that we actually what you said with with climbing a mountain because i mean in in germany we have in the alps on all the big mountains you basically have a um how is it called like a cable car that's going to the top okay and i can guarantee you one thing um, you can either go to the, with the cable ta- car to the mountaintop or you, or you walk up. Uh, the view will be better on the top when you have walked up because it's deserved. It's yeah. Clear. Uh, yeah, It's just, it's just better. You, you will remember it. I mean, if you take the cable car, you take some pictures, you're on the top and you go down. It's, it's, an, it's a nice and easy day, but you will not remember it. But if you, if you hike up, there's some, some pain, some sweat, and then you, you go to the top and it will be magnificent. It's it's so much better.
2: I like that. I'm just imagining Jonas like walking up the back of like a fifteen thousand foot hill. And then Everybody a cable just guard just, and, <laughs> and you're just like, oh man. <laughs> it's holy <laughs> crap. And you're like, I'm
0: gonna enjoy it. <laughs>
2: you're not gonna have any fun up there. You're sweating and dying. So like, what's yeah. new with you right now? Like so you're so you're in Istanbul, right?
1: Uh, close to Istanbul, yes. In, in Turkey. So, like
2: the last week, like how's your last week been? Have you been biking? Is, are you
1: running? Yeah, I'm currently on the on the cycling path So I set off from Munich around uh, three months ago, and I cycled to Croatia. Then I, I swam for like those 460 k along the coast, and then I cycled across Eastern Europe into into Istanbul. And uh, the last few days I was in the in the city. To do some uh, organization and uh, now i'm heading yeah, south along the coast towards the, the serbian border and then uh, into um up to iran or georgia into russia i have to see how they can get in because it's a bit challenging at the moment with the, yeah, the border yeah yeah what organization are you working on well i mean on the visa stuff and uh oh, and oh, gotcha and, so this is your, yes. so
2: I read this on your website. So this is your Munich to Munich. I thought you had already done that. So you're doing it right now.
1: This is my current trip, yes.
2: Oh, okay. Nice, okay. So how long are you
0: usually
1: on each trip? I mean, uh, the, the last three years I did uh, speed records for like the, the fastest cycling from Pan America, for example, or from, from Northern Europe to, to South Africa. Uh, so that was uh, always like uh, pretty, pretty quick. Like Pan uh, America was twenty-three thousand uh, kilometers in ninety-seven days. But now this this trip, this on around the world, is a bit is a bit uh, longer. So it's, it takes about <laughs> a year to finish. Yeah,
2: because it's just a, a complete. It's a circumnavigate, right? You're going straight.
1: Exactly.
3: Yeah. Wow. wow. Where's the coolest place you've been? Absolutely most memorable. The most memorable place you've been.
1: Uh, that's, uh, I actually have one place that it's the, the best I've ever been and um, that's um, in Peru in the Andes. I, I cycled up in the um, I started at like, like 3 in the morning at like minus 15 degrees Celsius. And I, oh my God. I climbed the mountain test and I was directly out on the top of the mountain at 5,000 meters when, when there was sunrise. And oh, You right. have those 7,000 meter peaks around you and like there's there's nothing up there. It's just one of the most beautiful moments of my life. Wow.
2: That's up by uh, where is that? Patagonia? Is that near that?
1: Yeah, uh, no, it's that's, that's a bit uh, further north in the Peruvian Andes, Peru in the Andes. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, we gotta whip out. This the is a, Yeah, this is also a geography lesson for me.
3: For <laughs> <laughs> anybody <else. laughs> It definitely is. I love how we can just sit here in the comfort of this room and we just we were talking to so many cool people from around the world and they're telling us what they do it's just awesome bringing all this information and all these people's experiences and putting it in one place i think that's something i haven't thought about that what we do and i kind of really appreciate that now yeah i'm really excited that we get to talk to like a guinness world record holder tell us about tell us about your world records i'm not sure what they actually were but can you tell us about them real quick? Yeah, when did things
0: start getting crazy too when it comes to like people following you on know, social media stuff? Did that kind of come about after a lot of these records were broken? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I, I actually quit my job around three years ago. Since then I, I live from adventures and my awesome. first world record was the fastest cycling across Europe and then the fastest across the Eurasia. So like from the westernmost point of Europe in Portugal. To the the russian pacific Coast, uh, to Vladivostok,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, after that i i, I also live from it and i did then uh, two years ago the, the world record for the cycling the pan america from alaska to to argentina and then uh, last year i did the, the world record from from uh, the north of north of europe to the south of africa and That's crazy you know, last last year I also did like um, the longest ever uh, swim without a boat. Really? Yeah, that was like before. I was like 200 k. Now I did like 460 k. Wow!
0: Oh my gosh! That what motivates you to do these things? Like, what motivates you to instead of being it by you know 201 to go 460?
3: Yeah, why do you push it that extra like little <laughs> step? <stat?
1: laughs> uh, well, in the end, uh, I. Think it gets a bit more intense experience if you are, are pushing yourself and not just taking it easy but uh, in the end it's not a record or anything that, that that that's like just a bonus but what really motivates me is is what i said at the beginning that you wake up in the morning and and you don't know where you where you sleep in the n- at night but you you just know that today um, something is is something new and exciting is going to happen
2: when you're swimming, do you like, so, because the logistics around this whole thing, are it's probably insane. Like, how do you, because one question we were asking is you're biking these Alps and you're going down to Montana. How do you know where you're going? <laughs> like, do you have like your like phone a, out? A GPS or something? or?
1: Like, when I'm swimming, it's in the water that you, that you see that you make a progress. Or what do you mean?
2: Yeah, like in swimming, because like in swimming, you have no reference if you're not around any, yeah. any land. How do
1: you? No, it's actually uh, super difficult. I mean, I I don't have a GPS that I can access in the water, and uh, there are currents in the in the in the sea. There are strong currents and waves and everything. So it's kind of, I mean, if you see like the land is like two k from you, then you can still like see somehow like are you progressing or not. But I had a lot of times actually where I was swimming against the current and was pushing me back so I, I sometimes I didn't progress at all I, I just swam for like hours on the, <sighs> you know, place, uh, basically the same spot <laughs> man so you're
2: just so you're just rolling up you're like all right here's an island I'm setting up camper you're like after hours of swimming
1: yeah I mean then you have to change the directions and and you kind of swimming against the current is a, is a very bad that decision uh, so you may kind of first swim left and then along the shore or something like that. So the direct way is not always the best in, in open water swimming.
2: Yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine it because I'm a lifeguard at Laguna Beach. And even when I'm doing swimming, like the longest swim I've done is probably like a little under a mile in the ocean. And I was kind of far out. And even then I would catch myself, like every 20 minutes I put my head up and I'm going directly out to sea. <laughs> and I felt like I was going parallel. I can't even imagine what that's like for you when you're just in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs>
1: that's
2: crazy. Cool.
0: I love how you like um, mentioned, it's just like you're an adventure and it, it seems like you wake up every day and you don't know exactly what's in store, but you know, it goes on and like you're pressing on toward a goal. I feel like that's a very primal like instinct and a very grounded type of thing does that translate over to like a much more happiness levels as well inside your life compared to maybe 3 years ago when you were working on a in a like a normal 9 to 5 type job
1: oh of course i mean i, I could never return it's when you are out in the nature and you're pushing yourself and i mean that's happiness for me if I yeah. sit in the evening on, a, on my next to my tent and make a campfire, I mean then I'm happy it's it's where you really feel like you're doing something that's that's meaningful. That's meaningful to yourself.
3: Yeah. What's your favorite meal? Your go-to meal in the tent? What do you like to eat?
1: Um actually what I I'm not like a big fan of of, of meat necessarily. But for me, there's nothing better than, than making a campfire and putting some sausage, sausages over it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It's I'm not a, a big fan of sausages, but if <laughs> I put them on my own fire and everything, they just taste 10 times better.
2: Uh, everything tastes better when you cook yourself. Yeah, exactly. I've had the best food of my life camping.
3: Well, yeah. hot dog, <laughs> <a> fire. <laughs> <laughs> what do you look forward to? So how do you, in your downtime, how do you like pass time it's gotta be tedious right other than like yeah finding happiness in the little moments or the hardest moments but what about when it's like when you're just sitting in your tent chilling you got too much headwind you don't want to press on right now you're tired how do you pass time
1: well i mean then there are moments like especially when i i, I get into siberia now and there's a snowstorm outside and you, you sit in tent and wait until it's over um, there's no way to to, to get out um, I, I read, and I sometimes sing.
3: Oh, nice! And,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, think about life.
3: Yeah.
2: Do you have any like? You have any haters? We're talking about haters a little bit on here. Do you have any like haters? Because I could definitely see somebody in the comments where they're like, "You're circumnavigating the the, the world," and they're like, "Ah, oh, he took a plane like 30 miles to this city, like." that's not right like that dude cheated like do you get some drive off of that or do you do you not even give it any attention
1: um it's i don't really give it any attention i mean it's it very very occasionally happens that there are some some negative content uh, comments it was like for example now i got quite a few comments That like um, I mean the German government at the moment says like you you shouldn't travel Mm -hmm. uh, due to to Corona and uh, now I'm I'm traveling around the world so there were some people commenting about this but I mean I think well you live in in Berlin and you take the metro and everything. I'm swimming in the Mediterranean and the fish don't have anyone else. So. <laughs> You're going to get the fish yeah. sick. now, Jonas. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. So um, I'm uh, much less risking anyone than, than when I would be in Germany. And that's the thing. I mean, everyone has to do what, what's. I mean, as long as you don't risk anything, anyone else, then uh, do what makes you happy. And, and if there are people who have a problem with that, then that's not my problem.
0: Yeah. yeah and any and usually any type of like i guess hater on any type of social media type of thing most of the time they're just projecting of uh, like a lot of their own problems onto other people and then they see somebody like you who's going out you're focusing on your goal you you have a destiny you have a purpose you're sending all these records and then they're like man i wish i could do that but i can't because uh, i have this rationality pop up this one pops up this one pops up and so then they feel the need to just project that energy onto somebody who's living their life and doing well. And it's you, also, you have to kind of like look at it and kind of
2: pity them a little bit and just understand that's kind of what they're doing. I don't want to be inspired. I'm inspired. I'm inspired by you. I watched your documentary last night and I woke up five minutes early and didn't complain that it was kind of cold in my room <laughs> just because I watched your documentary last night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah my remember when my house it feels oh. like the arctic when I wake up <laughs> dude. I'm just fucking cold man. how do you like Cause I was thinking two weeks ago my girlfriend came over to my house and she's like let's go to New York and I was like why, why Why? Why would we go to New York she's like come on nothing none of this matters let's go to New York right now and I'm like okay hold on what's happening and I was just thinking about all the things that are like keeping me home and I feel like they're significant but they're not so like how i want to relate this to you is when you first started you quit your job like you basically uprooted your life and you probably sacrificed some things you left some things at home when you decided to become an adventurer how do you how do you do that what did you because when i think about i have school i have family how did you think about any of that stuff when you decided to start your journey like letting go of certain yeah. attachments exactly yeah
1: yeah, I mean, at the moment, actually, I owe, everything. I own it goes into a, into a backpack. <laughs> so I'm um, because I don't want to want to own a lot of things because it actually just makes you it keeps you in one place. Uh, you are, you get uh, attached to something, and um, the thing is, uh, life all, always has excuses for you. So there's never, I mean, now you have a new job or you have a girlfriend or you get a promotion or there's a family problem. or There's always something, some reason why not to change new. And now, why not go on a big journey now? But the thing is, there will always be something. So, so the best moment to, to just, just do it, just go on your journey and do it is, is, is mostly now. You you have to get to the starting line, and that's actually very often uh, more challenging than than the journey and the challenge itself.
3: When was your starting line? Just when you, I because I picture like movie scenario. You start up. Wait, what did you do before you started venture Before
1: gone? I worked as a as a sales manager.
3: Ah, gotcha. So you're working at classic nine to five. So you storm up to your your boss, and you're like. I'm going to go travel the world. Is that how that went or did you just and then you just went like how fast was that process? I want it.
1: I want to know. Yeah, Actually, I got pretty lucky because I I had a stream uh, for a long time. I I cycled around the world when I was at university and uh, since then I had a stream of like setting a a cycling world records. But I mean, uh, after uni, I needed a bit of money and experience. So I I worked for for one year in in a company. And then I got very lucky because um, it was uh, Oktoberfest uh, in Munich. It's like the, the beer fest. Yep. And uh, my boss had drunk a little bit too much. And, <laughs> uh, and you're like, perfect. Here's my chance. I, asked, <laughs> I went to him and I told him, like, yeah, you know, I want to do this world record and it would be cool for the company to sponsor. Uh, oh, so need, smart. It's the vacation and, and some money. And he was so drunk, he said, yes. <laughs> and then um, and i did it and afterwards i quit and since then i i live for adventures
2: nice make sure he doesn't listen to this <laughs> that's
1: awesome
0: <laughs> yeah so you know what's kind of you know because those were your goals back then what are you looking forward to now when it comes to your goals you know your physical challenges that you're taking on but now also with the social media following what's some of your goals to inspire um others in that kind of general areas
1: yeah i do have a, a bucket list with the things I'm, i i want to do in the next few years there's some some pretty crazy stuff on it uh, involving like antarctica and and roving across wow. an ocean and the amazon and, and this kind of stuff uh, yeah. but all top, top secret and <laughs> um and yeah, I'm also, like, um, getting involved with evi- environmental protection and, and, and some other things to, to keep me busy apart from, from from adventures. It's something that's also important to me.
2: It can't be, like, too top secret, right? Because I feel like you're running out of land here. Like, you're going to have to go to another planet <laughs> to circumnavigate their land. <laughs> you're running out no, of yes. area here. <laughs> <laughs> i will
1: be the first yeah, man cycle crazy, across Mars. to cycle What'd you say? There's still some, some crazy things to do that, that, uh, in the world that, that no one has ever done before.
2: Jonas, I do not doubt I that know. you will find something. I'm I know you will. See that.
3: <laughs> I'm so ready to see that. That's awesome. I think um, it's probably getting late where you are, so we should probably, you think we should wrap it up? Yeah, I think it's probably a good time right. to wrap it up. Awesome. But for, for our listeners, yeah. for our viewers,
0: how can they find you?
1: Well, of course, on uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and and my website, it's uh, Jonas Steichman. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll put yeah, it down uh, in the description. Of course, I, I will be running across the US very soon, so you may find me on. Um, yeah, you may. Yeah, join you. you yeah, let us know when you're in
3: Southern California.
1: Yeah, people are, are welcome to join. Of course, I awesome. will be I think, you should like. So do that. I would be a bit like Forrest Gump because I, I don't shave until I reach, reach Munich again. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, you're welcome to join for a bit.
3: You're going to have this big crowd behind you. All it's gonna just going to be us just pestering yeah. you the entire time with our mics. How are you feeling? You're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait up. Yeah, but before before you do go, um, we normally like to ask our guests like one last question. What do you have to say to any, I guess to frame it, into what we we talked about previously if there's an athlete out there and they're struggling to get out of their comfort zone like they're, they're having a hard time like pushing forward like you do or finding solace in the little things and the hard things and there's still moments where you're happy what would you say to them so they can you know kind of push through resistance yes, exactly be enlightened
1: like you are again i i didn't really understand the, the question
3: sorry i was rambling but <laughs> what would you say to an athlete that's just having a hard time you know struggling pushing through like a barrier
1: well uh, if it's if it's super hard then better times are coming right um, you just have to to keep pushing but um for me the the most important thing is um to do the right thing so to do something you 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 it's what, what you really want and uh, break it down to small goals and, and the reward yourself. So, um, if you train 30 minutes and uh, then you get the Coke or a chocolate bar, I'm a big fan of this and then you <laughs> move on. But, um, yeah, you need to like I mean for athletes for example at the moment it's super hard because I don't know how it's in the US but but for a lot of athletes there are no competitions
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's all cancelled and so a lot of have problems with motivation and for that you you need to set yourself uh, small targets I mean if you train now for the, uh, the next race in October next year that's that's too far that's super demotivating so you need to set yourself, a smaller targets something something you can you can achieve in quicker times and at oh, a exactly.
3: yeah.
0: it's reverse engineering mm-hmm. like you know the main goal but then you're breaking down small goals in order to get there but another okay. thing that you said too is basically giving your guys giving yourself positive reinforcement so when you hit this small goal you get a treat you get a present that's going to continue to motivate you mm-hmm. which i think is super super powerful
1: very, very very powerful i mean this is something like you all notice this that that you give up on something after in the tough challenge you give up and uh, the first thing is um, now you get some cake and some chocolate and some 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 things you like uh, to like get over the sad moments but that's actually the the con the opposite of it mm-hmm. yeah. because then you are rewarding yourself for for giving up it's a, it's negative reinforcement mm-hmm. um but everyone does it i mean um, you should reward yourself when you have achieved something or not not for for giving up or something
0: yeah totally rewires brain
1: i
2: love that well thank you so much jonas <laughs> yeah this is so much fun this is yeah, probably yeah. my favorite episode uh, it's, it's great being you it was super fun Jonas, let us know when you're in America. We're going to get the signs ready. We're going to get the microphones ready. We're going to go and run with you. Ask you our annoying questions. No swimming. No swimming.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, I really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. So I hope
3: we can keep in touch with you on you know social media. Well, I, I keep up with you. Just see how you're doing because I, I want to follow your journey. I think that's awesome. I can live vicariously through you. <laughs> and hopefully I'll do some adventuring of my own. Yes. Back to the mountain. Of course. <laughs> Great way yeah. to end it.